Men, your kid may be on the spectrum and you're not quite sure what to do. If you're a father like me and have questions, maybe you're a puzzled dad too. Welcome to the Puzzle Dads Podcast, where we're cracking the code of autism one piece at a time. Welcome to the Puzzle Dads Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Whitehurst. For those returning, thank you for coming back. Again, thank you for your continued support. If you're new to this channel, new to this page, uh, new to this podcast, we welcome you. I welcome you. Um, where we talk about our children um, who are on the autism spectrum, especially from a dad's point of view. So I just want to welcome you today, um, and we're going to jump right into it. For those who are new to the page, I start every podcast with a prayer um, because I just got to be true to who God has made me to be. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the many blessings that you have given us, Lord. We pray that you guide uh, this conversation, that you uh, guide this episode. May it touch somebody. Uh, may, it, may it open up the doors um, uh, for more conversation, more communication around these topics. We thank you for everything that you're doing. See, Sanjay's now we pray. Amen. Well, again, welcome to the Puzzle Dads podcast. Um, if you're looking for a way to reach out, uh, if you want to email questions, uh, topics, um, you want to give your experiences, I would love, I would love to share um, other dads' experiences that they have on some of these topics that we're talking about. So <clears throat> you can reach me at puzzledads at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach us at Facebook and Instagram. If you want to uh, DM me on, on one of those social media sites, you can. Um, and then you can check us out. Uh, the podcast is on Spotify on Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. So share the link, send it to somebody who you think um, can get benefit out of this conversation. Um, and again, just let me know. I would love to get your feedback, love to get your feedback and stories. So for those who are new, those who are returning already know, I start uh, every podcast, I'm going to give a word of the day or a definition of the day. So the word of today is, acceptance. Yes, acceptance is the word of today. And the title of this episode is Don't Fix What's Not Broken. So the word of the day is going to be acceptance. So what is acceptance? The dictionary says the quality or state of being accepted or acceptable. The act of accepting something or someone. Jamar, why are we talking about acceptance today? Well, I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, first, I got to give you the disclaimer. I am not an expert on autism, but I am an expert on my son. So my stories, my experiences, while they are personal to me, uh, there may be some similarities that we have in um, as being a dad with a kid on the spectrum. So that is my disclaimer. I am not an expert at all, but I do know my son extremely well. So. I'm going to give you a story. I've always wanted to be a dad. Ever since I, I've grown up, um, I've always wanted to be a dad. One of my biggest role models was my father, who passed away when I was in the fourth grade. But before he passed, he gave me a great example of what a loving dad should be like. And so I always wanted to have a son that I can pour into, that I can have that, um, that father-son relationship with. 
Um, and so uh, one of the things that I wanted to do with my son, uh, if I had a son, was to get him into sports now and especially get him into baseball. Baseball from a sports perspective was my first love. Uh, I played baseball and I played football growing up. Um, but I loved baseball. I loved going to the San Francisco Giants, the Oakland A's games, uh, sitting in the bleachers, eating chili dogs with my grandmother, um, trying to catch home run balls. I wanted, you know, I love baseball. It, it, it and, and to this day, um, I, I still love the sport. So naturally, if I had a son, I would want to get him into baseball um, and do like I did, start at the t-ball level. And that's what we did. So we started our son, maybe he was about five or six, um, and we got him into t-ball. And I ended up being an assistant coach. I didn't have the time to be the, the full head coach, but I could help out and be an assistant. So for me, I'm like, oh, this is a wonderful, uh, this is going to be a wonderful experience. I, get, I can get my son to the sport that I love, teach him, train him. Um, I, For those who don't know, I played uh, baseball all the way up into college. Uh, so I have a little bit of knowledge um, on how to play the sport, how to teach the sport, those type of things. So I just wanted to pour that into my son and and hope that he would have the same love for the game that I did. Well, um, when he was on the team, um, this is around the time we started to understand um, that he may be on the spectrum. He was having challenges out there, as you can imagine, with uh, staying focused with, um, you know, kind of understanding some of the more mental side that comes with playing baseball and even at the t-ball level, right, with how the games play, the rules, different things like that. And, you know, it, it you know, some at some points, you know, I, again, I try to stay calm. I try to understand, you know, that his needs are going to be different than the other needs of the kids. Um, and the thought you know, if I'm going to be vulnerable, the thought that goes to my mind is, man, if if he could understand um, like the other kids who aren't on the spectrum, you know, he could really get this. He could really um, dive into this. He could he could really excel and succeed because I'm starting him out early. So he's, he gets a good grasp on the sport. But that just wasn't the case. That's not where he was. Him being on the spectrum, him having autism. He had different delays, especially with communication. He had different delays and different challenges that some of the other kids uh, just didn't have. So um, I had to try to, one, teach the other kids, but also I had to focus on Jamar's needs. And that, and that, that, was, a, that was a rude awakening. That was an experience to have my son, who I know can get easily distracted, focus on other things, want to do other things, want to just stop. Um, but also give attention to the other kids who were on the team who needed he, who needed that um, they needed that coaching as well. Um, that was a challenge for me. Um, I would see some of the other kids without the challenges. I would see how they would progress, understanding the hitting, understanding the fielding, um, and sometimes think, "Man, what if uh, what if Jamar was normal?" And I put that in air quotes, right? Um, what if what if he was just like them? Uh, but what I had to come to understand, but he's not. And um, not that I was just wishing, you know, that he was like like them. But as a dad, um, those are thoughts that, that went through my mind. Those are thoughts that I had of, 
man, if he just didn't have these challenges, if he just wasn't on the spectrum. Um, so one, I don't want anybody to take this as um, I'm trying to change him or I just I am uh, disappointed that he's on the spectrum. That's not the case. Uh, what it, it what I am saying is I had to accept where he was. And that was a early indicator um, because that was the first time we put him into team sports. That was the first time uh, he was in an environment that wasn't necessarily educational from a classroom standpoint where he's where he's in the classroom with other kids. He's in a situation where he's trying to play a sport, trying to learn a sport um, and and trying to understand it at his level. Uh, and so I had to accept the fact that that's where he was. Right. And OK, since this is here where he is. How do I work with him? How do I support him and his needs while he's out there? How do I teach him and learn how to teach him in different ways? And that experience was a great experience for me to learn how to teach my son one in a different way, but also teach him in the middle of interacting with other kids, um, interacting with other teams and those type of things. Did he have some meltdowns while he was out there? He did. But again, it goes to some of the experiences I mentioned in the previous podcast about uh, being calm, I was able to be calm to help calm him down. And there really was nobody else uh, because the the head coach, you know, he was younger than me. He was in his early 20s. Um, no kids. He, he was still in college. Um, and so nobody else kind of understood the experience except maybe one other parent. Uh, but I was able to, by being out there, help him calm down when he didn't understand about striking out when he didn't understand about being out and having to come off the field. You know, those were, those gave me, God will give you opportunities to push you to where he wants you to go. And those were opportunities for me to learn how to communicate, keep calm in a situation to where it's not just feeling embarrassed, trying to pull him off the field, those type of things. It's okay. In that moment where, He's 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 having an episode. I need to focus on him. And so, again, but if if I didn't accept where he was, if I continue to try to push back, if I continue to try to to try to change what the situation is, what his diagnosis is, that would have made that experience that much more difficult because I wouldn't be facing reality. Um, I would be trying to uh, push him to an idea that um that wasn't true. So that's why the word of the day is acceptance because we have to accept our kids for where they are. Um again, the spectrum is broad. So we can't expect a kid who's on a higher functioning side of the spectrum from some someone who's nonverbal. Um we can't expect our kid uh to be at a, at a same level as somebody who's not on the spectrum. We have to accept our kids, whether they're, whether they have autism or not, we have to accept our kids for where they're at. And here's the, here's the funny part that helped me to understand about kids being kids. He was a five, five or six year old playing t-ball, sometimes playing in the grass, sometimes looking around, not paying attention. And what I came to find out by the second game uh, all the kids, whether they were on the spectrum or not, had a hard time paying attention. And so I'm I'm on the field as an assistant coach. Jamar, uh, look up. 
Johnny, turn around. Um, uh, Adam, stop pulling grass. You know, so, and that was between every single pitch. He was just like pretty much all the other kids when it came to paying attention on a t-ball team. And so, uh, needless to say, that also made it easier for me to to accept the fact that he's not so different than all the other kids around him. Um, he has a few other delays, but for the most part, these are five, six-year-olds trying to learn a new game, and most of them have never played before. So, you know, as men, you know, we can sometimes just get caught up in thinking we need to fix things, right? Um, I, I mentioned it before. We try to listen to our wives, and while they're talking, we're trying to fix the problem in their head. So as soon as they stop, well, here's what you need to do, da 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 da, da as opposed to just listening. The wives just want us to listen, right? Um, but as men, naturally, we feel like we have to be protectors. So if something's wrong, something's broken, we have to fix it. And sometimes we can put that on our kids. But guess what? We don't have to be fixers. Um, and guess what? We don't need to be fixers. We don't need to fix our kids. Our kids are perfectly fine the way they are. Do they have challenges and delays? Of course. Yes, they do. But at the end of the day, that's why the word is acceptance. We don't break things that are not broken. Our kids are not broken. They're not. But they have challenges. And so we work with those challenges and instead of trying to fix them. That doesn't mean we don't uh, try to give them some, some support. Um, that doesn't mean we don't try to um, put them in the best situation to succeed. But we we can't get in the mindset of feeling I need to fix my kid. Um, they may be different than others, right? But that's okay. You know, you may see them interacting in a way that other kids may not may may not interact. But at the end of the day, don't feel like you have to change them. Don't feel like you have to make them be an idea of what you have in your head they should be, or indeed uh, an idea that you have in your head of what you thought your son or 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 daughter would be before they were born, right? You got to scrap that idea. That idea is no, once they were conceived and they came out of that womb, that idea is gone because that idea may not match up what God had for you and your family. So just remember that our kids are blessings in disguise. Um, them being on the spectrum, you never know what God is trying to do through uh, their diagnosis. You never know how God is trying to challenge you, how he's trying to push you, if he's trying to grow your patience, if he's trying to grow your understanding of special needs families, um, if he's if he's trying to put you in a position to be um, maybe a leader in that community uh, of kids with special needs. You never know, but they're blessings in disguise, right? I can't imagine uh, uh, and I don't even try to think about what my life would be if my son was normal. Because one, it's not reality. But two, he has been such a blessing to my life, my wife. Uh, he's been such a blessing to me. And and every new thing that he does, everything new that new thing that he says, every um, kind of micro uh, things about his personality just puts a smile on my face and I just say thank you God every single time because um, it's just a constant reminder that, um, that of, of, of the blessing that he is in our lives so 
they're here to grow us. They're here to challenge us. Um, they're here to give us more opportunities to learn about ourselves, right? And 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 what I've come to I've I've come to find out a lot about myself. I've come to find out a lot about who I am, um, areas that I need to grow, uh, areas I need to focus on um, by having <laughs> having my son on the spectrum. So, man, it just just remember that. Remember, um, don't try to fix what's not broken. Uh, try to understand your child's needs and not what you want them to grow to be. Understand where they're at. Understand what can help them uh, uh, succeed in their environment. And you may find, you may find when you focus on them, when you accept your child as is, and you accept where they're at, you may find that they may exceed your expectations. You may go into this for those who have younger children on the spectrum, and it's yet to be seen who they will be. You may have this thought in your head of, they'll never be able to do this. They'll never be able to do that. I can't put them in this sport or I can't put them in this activity. And then you put them in and then they actually excel at it. They actually exceed what you expected because you're accepting them where they're at rather than trying to put them in a box. We can't put our kids in a box. We can't put a kid, our kids in whatever that mental box is that we have in our mind of who they should be or or what they'll have access to because what's in our head is again not always reality. I love the fact that um my son is in sports. So we've put him in baseball, um but lately over the past few years he's been in basketball. And just to see his growth on the court. I told the story of uh, the success story of him and uh his basketball game not needing my help. Right? Just imagine had I not uh had we not put him on the team if he would have had experience where he had to work through issues with teammates and peers by himself and work through those emotions. And now he's in soccer. And what I love, and he's in a skills academy through the YMCA. And what I love is that I am watching him learn and pick up the skill. I am watching him learn and do things athletically that I know I can't do, especially in soccer. And so it's amazing to see that if, if we just love on them, we just just put them in the best environment uh, to succeed. If we just support them for where they're at, they may exceed what we think they they can do. And my son has definitely exceeded many things that I thought he could or would be able to do. And it's just amazing. And that's why I say God is so good because it is a blessing seeing each of these new things that he can do. Each, each of these new things that he is exceeding, um, it is amazing to see it, and I love it. So, again, just pour just as much energy um, into their development, no matter what level they're at. Pour just as much energy into that and, um, and understanding them, um, no matter where they are on the spectrum. So the same energy you were thinking about how do I do this? How do I, can I change them? Can I, can I make them do this? Can I fix this? Can I fix that? Put that same amount and more energy into supporting them and understand, truly understanding your child, truly understanding 
their needs, truly understanding what will help them grow. And understand the difference between resources and trying to change them, right? Trying to change them is, is, is trying to make them do things that they're not capable of doing, um, putting things on them that that's really not them, right? Because our kids have personalities. So if I start trying to, uh, you know, make my son be more serious, and he's he's a lovable, uh, goofy kid. I can't do that. That's not fair to him. As opposed to providing resources, right? What are some? So he has a speech delay. I put him in speech therapy. That's not me trying to change him. That's just me giving him a resource to be able to help improve his speech, right? ABA therapy. There are some that like ABA. Some people who like it. Some people who don't, right? And you have to do what's best for your child. For our child. ABA therapy helped him to cope to dip to changing environments, cope to different things. But I did not want it to dampen his personality. And, and that's what some people say ABA therapy does. But you have to do the research and you have to see what best fits you and your child and your family. And so for us, uh, ABA therapy did help. Um, and he doesn't right now. We don't, he's not in ABA therapy, but we we saw a lot of growth uh, from having that resource for him, as opposed to sending him to ABA therapy to cure his autism. We're not curing autism. We're not doing that. That's not what's going to happen. Um, and so if you get if you have that in your mind that I need to find a way to cure this, I need to find a way to uh, pray this off of him. That that's not accepting that's that 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 is um that is denial that is denying where our ch children are and so you have to accept where they are where accept where they are at so that uh you can further uh, help their development you can further support them you can give them every opportunity that they need um to thrive in their life thrive in different situations and again you may see, you may come to find out that they will exceed your expectations when you support them and love on them um, and accept where they're at. So, again, uh, Puzzle Dads, um, acceptance is the word of the day for a reason. Accept where your child is. Accept, um, accept what they need. Accept uh, the things that they go through. Um, and then just help them and learn from it, learn from the experience. So, man, I appreciate everybody uh, for listening to this episode. I appreciate everybody who has subscribed or liked. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, um, like like us on our Facebook, follow our Facebook and our Instagram pages. Again, email me at puzzledads at gmail.com. I want to know your stories. I want to know, uh, I want to be able to share them here. Um, if you want to be anonymous, I can make sure it's anonymous. If you want to say, hey, here's my name, feel free. I want to share the different stories. Um, I would love to build that into the podcast to share different stories. If you want to send me a picture of you and your and your son or your daughter, your children um, that I can put on here, um, feel free to let me know. And, and I'll do that so that we can, continue to show others that it's okay to talk about these things that for as men may be uncomfortable. We don't like to share our feelings, um, but having a kid on the, um, 
who has special needs, sometimes can be even more difficult to share about what's going on in our lives. So email me at, at, um, at puzzledads at gmail.com. Um, leave a comment under, underneath the YouTube page. Uh, leave a comment on the Facebook and Instagram page. Again, just let me know that you're out there um, and, and what stories you have. So that's the end of this episode. I appreciate the support. I appreciate uh, the love um, that has been given. And remember, Puzzle Dads, we are cracking the code of autism one piece at a time. Have a blessed day. I'll talk to you later. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Puzzle Dads podcast with me as your host, Jamar Whitehurst. For more information on autism, check out AutismSpeaks.org, along with other resources listed on our social media pages. Don't forget to leave a review and follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. Remember, Puzzle Dads, to keep cracking that code because God has a plan for each of us and our children have a blessed day.